Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Hey, moviegoers. You're listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews with Sky and Colin. Yeah, I'm a little angsty, angsty punk ass bitch, <laughs> but I'm stronger than you. I'm a Superman. <laughs> I'm a Superman. <laughs> I'm going to kill your mother. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. That was like. You basically just spoiled the entire Brightburn plot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what you get. I, I said a few uh, episodes ago, I'm not saying spoiler alert anymore, guys. I put it in the fucking description of the episodes. You should know by now. If you started, I guess, you know what? I don't think this is a type of movie that we're going to get new listeners just because we're doing this review. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe with Aladdin, we did. Because people are like, oh, Aladdin's popular. Or Detective Pikachu. Ooh, Pokemon's popular. But today, we are doing Brightburn. Brightburn. We've been talking about this movie for a long time. Yeah, this is one of those movies that got a trailer park. Yep, got its own trailer park. And we were pretty excited for this one. We are pumped. It's got the guns behind it. <laughs> All the guns. Big guns. <laughs> I'm flexing for Colin pew, right, pew, pew. right now. <laughs> yeah, Brian, Mark, and James. James. James as a producer. Brian, Mark as writers. Wow, we're already talking about the, the movie like that. Damn. Yeah. I don't know if Sean's in, involved at all. Mm, maybe. Maybe. I think he played the lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> so good as the lawnmower. Uh, so his performance was transcendent. Yeah. Yeah. I hope I, he's nominated for an Oscar. I really believed him as a lawnmower. <laughs> I was like, damn. You know when they do like the Sean Gunn bright burn and they just show the propeller blade spinning and, yeah. they, and they cut back to him in the chair and he's smiling <laughs> yeah it fades and he's got the mocap on he's just whipping his arms around i'm a lawnmower and, and the, the oscar goes to will ferrell holmes and watson <laughs> i think you said Razzie wrong oh yes oh uh, oh yes that's a 2018 movie we're talking 2019 I know, baby I just we're wanted to say it we're deep in 2019 so much so that we're in Summercram 2019. <laughs> Another installation in our in our Summercram. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, liking, I'm liking that we're doing this. It's good to see more movies. This week was crazy because me yeah. and you were still hyped out of our minds on John Wick. Oh, yeah. So we were- re- I saw it three times. We, yeah, now. we were seeing it like- Multiple times while still catching up on. We were hitting Brightburns. I saw Book Smart and Aladdin this week. Yeah. I have been fully utilizing my A list and seeing all three movies every week. 
the month of May, this is the first time I've actually used all three reservations every single week. I've seen the maximum amount of movies I'm allowed to on that. Oh, they hate you. They hate me. (laughs) This scumbag, he's actually doing it. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm doing it, guys. I'm really doing it. I actually, I said uh, to a guy at work today, I was, my reservations were booked up the other day on movies that aren't out yet. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Because I've got my Godzilla ticket, I've got my Toy Story ticket, and I've got my Spider-Man ticket. I have tomorrow so the day we're recording this it is may 30th tomorrow which is the last day of may right mm-hmm. i am seeing rocket man and godzilla in dolby both in dolby both in dolby i didn't know they were playing both of them in dolby that's pretty cool i was i wasn't planning on seeing rocket man like that but i wanted to see godzilla like that and just the timing of it like I was trying to see both movies tomorrow, but the theaters near us didn't have any times that were really close enough. So then I ended up getting my tickets for IMAX Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Then I thought, I'm like, well, I still want to see two movies. I'm already driving that far, so I'm going to Garden State. And I was like, oh, let me see uh, Godzilla Adobe. It just happens that it's only playing at 1.15 in the afternoon, which gives me just enough time that I can see Rocket Man at 9.30. Nice. And then I'll still have, like, just based on the runtime and, like, how long, like, trailers are and everything, I'm going to have, like, an hour between the two movies, I think. So I'm, I'll am i be able to, like, go to see Rocket Man, leave, grab lunch or whatever, maybe sneak in a bacon cheeseburger in my back pocket, <laughs> and then go into Godzilla. So it's going to be a fun day for me tomorrow. Nice. Yeah, this weekend, I've got my ticket for Godzilla on Saturday. I am going to try and see Rocket Man on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Maybe if I've got nothing going on Sunday, maybe I'll hit up Ma. Oh God! Maybe I'll see Ma. Don't make me drink alone. Don't, Don't make, make me, me drink, drink alone. alone. That movie looks like dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> that movie. Yeah, there's it's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. There are some movies, because I do want to smoke you. Actually, I want to update on our on our uh, movies for 2019. You're probably way ahead of me. I, I've been I've been uh in fear that you were gonna you're gonna just whoop but me fuck you in right, the, now. The, right now while, while you're unemployed. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh yeah, I'm abusing it. Dude, I'm seeing two movies a day when I go now. Yeah, it's awesome. Because I saw Brightburn and then the next day I saw Aladdin and Booksmart back to back double feature. And now tomorrow, same thing, double feature. What are you, you at know? right now? What are you at right now? Fifty two. Fifty two? I'm at forty five. Okay, cool. And yeah. I'm about to tag on two more just tomorrow. Yeah. I'm going to see those. Oh. I'm trying to like, I'm yeah. trying to bring myself to watch some more Netflix movies. I watched Wine Country, which you told me to watch. Did not like that. Didn't like it? No. I liked it. I also like those those actresses a lot. I watched They're The Perfection, though. We talked about this. I, yeah. did like the, I did like The Perfection. I liked The Perfection, too. This movie is kind of getting like the bird box effect where people are either like, I love it or I hate it, but it's going kind of like viral right now. Really? Is it? A little bit, a little bit. I haven't really, you know, seen much about it. I, After I watched it, I did a little bit of Googling and all I saw were just people talking about it. And I was like, oh, apparently like this is getting uh, getting some attention. While I was watching it, I'm like, this feels like, like an Asian thriller, like either Japan or Korean, like psychological thriller, kind of like horror. Just in the way it tells the story and just how like over the top some of the things are. And it's it's kind of like... Uh, like a sex thriller type thing. Like, I, I I don't know. I was watching it and I was getting these like really like, like I said, like Korean thriller vibes. And it reminded me of like the style of like old boy and stuff like that. Then I go and do some research and the director said like he was directly influenced by the, the director of 
old boy, boy. and yeah. what's known as the vengeance trilogy like that's all part of like a thing and it's all very like revenge based like crazy yeah. crazy fucking movies yeah i wasn't a huge fan of, i've already told you this but i'll just say it for the pod i wasn't a huge fan of like the villain i guess yeah and i wasn't a huge fan of like finding out basically just like yeah this guy was raping me now we're gonna like get because i feel like i've seen that before yeah i i would but like beginning and middle of the movie i was like what the fuck's going on i'm completely enthralled in this like yeah it's a part on a bus that i was like super oh, yeah, tense that was, that I was, was crazy yeah no, no, I actually enjoyed it. I liked it. So sometimes Netflix can pull out a, a good gem every once in a while. So have you watched what is it like Rim of the World? Yeah, I did. I've heard it's bad. I didn't like it. Okay, I'm gonna watch that. My, I didn't like the guy it. at work was calling him Rim Job of the World. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it feels like it. It's not great. It's not great. That's probably gonna be my next venture into the into the flicks. Yeah, yeah. you still gotta see Backdraft too. <laughs> I'm not watching that. I can't do that. Who are you, man? <laughs> I'm a fucking firefighter. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah, Stupid. I, I can't bring myself to do that. It's so bad. So don't watch that one. But I would tell I would tell people to go see uh, see the perfection. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's Everyone's weird. got Netflix. You may as well. Yeah, it's weird. Don't watch it with your kids. Don't watch it with your kids. And if you're gonna watch it, uh, eat it on an empty stomach because there's some really gross parts. <laughs> Yeah, it's cool though. It's yeah. a cool movie, but that's not that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about Brightburn. We're here to talk about just what's been going on with movies lately, and not only what's been going on with movies lately that are out, but what movies what movies are going to be coming. Ooh, what movies are going to come soon? <laughs> what movies are going to come? And some of these movies are going to come sooner than others, and some of them are going to come later than others, but they're all going to come, baby. And we're going to make them come, because I'm going to fucking... <laughs> Don't look at me like that while I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah, look, look away. Look away. Don't look at me. Stare at the wall. Look at your beautiful posters that you framed, because I'm going to fucking... Hey! <laughs> I'm fucking driving, driving all the way to... CVS or Walgreens. What does this have to do with the movie we're talking about? Listen, listen to me. <laughs> I'm driving all the way to CVS and the Walgreens or whatever makes sense to your local area. Okay. Rite Aid. I don't know. I don't know what other ones are out there. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Reed for all my city listeners. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy some Vaseline. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna lube up. I'm gonna go all the way to the trailer park. <laughs> I thought you were eventually going to like tie that into this movie. Nope. I thought you were going to be like, I'm going to go to your local CVS. I'm going to buy some lube, lube myself up. And then I'm going to get on a plane and go to Sweden and attend this festival. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We are talking midsummer. Yeah. Midsummer. Somar. I think it's just midsummer. Yeah. But I think this the is way the Swedish spelled. spelling on it. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, the Swedes. <laughs> Don't even get me started. This movie looks Swede. <laughs> It does look sweet. 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 It looks cool. It does. That's what I'm trying to say. So this is uh, the follow-up to Hereditary. Director and writer uh, Ari Aster, who made Hereditary last year. Now he's putting out another what looks like to be a very fucked up horror movie. And I am so excited. Yeah. Really, really stoked on the way that this looks. Now, we say follow-up. Not follow-up in terms of like they're connected like yeah just in his career like how is he gonna follow up that movie yeah this i mean this already looks disturbing and like it's gonna be crazy yeah i probably haven't been this excited for a director's like follow-up to their debut movie since probably us this year like yeah like jordan peele doing get out and then us 
had me really excited. I thought Hereditary last year was one of the best shot movies last year. Yeah. And one of the most brilliantly acted movies last year also. I thought it was bullshit that Tony Collette didn't get nominated last year for her performance. And I mean, just in ter- terms of like a horror movie, one of my favorite horror movies like ever now. It really loved it. It really brings something new and different to the table that no one else has really done. And if he can carry that success and make a new movie that feels even different from that, but has those same elements that we love, like we already saw it. I mean, this guy knows how to write tension and like some of the scariest, most fucked up gut wrenching things in hereditary aren't like shock horror bullshit. It really has to do with one, those performances, like you're saying, and the story that they're telling and real moments though, like the real yeah. grief and stuff like that. Honestly, the things that are scary and hereditary aren't like the supernatural shit. Yeah. Like for me, like it, it's like dealing with like the death of the kid and like the grief and like all that, that stuff, like it, that movie, you watch it and like, you just, you feel like crap while oh. watching it. I love it. And the performances <laughs> he gets out of these people. Cause like, obviously it's going to, you know, it's going to be heavily reliant on like the actor's ability to pull something off like that. But I'm sure he's directing the shit out of them because like that scene at the dinner table. With Ooh, that's such a good scene. Just that raw energy that Tony Collette's bringing to that scene and like her son and everything like that. It's really fucking good. Just yeah. watching that moment in the movie, it felt it feels so real. And like, yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. So I'm super excited to see what he's going to do next. Mm hmm. Yeah, this is actually I saw this trailer in the theater when I went and saw High Life. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and the A twenty four logo shows up and I'm like, Oh, nice, A twenty four. And then it's yeah. like from Ari Aster and I was like, Oh it's did he actually <laughs> direct this? I'm like, This is too good to be true right now. I mean, I'm pretty sure uh, Hereditary was A twenty four also. Yeah, it was. But I was just like, Oh my god, he's making it like really quick. This is they're separated by a year, year less and a half. than a year. Yeah. Oh no, uh Hereditary oh, yeah. was twenty eighteen and and I think it came out Damn, around... he must he must have done these real close to each other. Yeah. I think uh Hereditary came out probably in june so i mean yeah they're like right within a year of each other well dude let's let's play this trailer christian says that you've got some special thing oh. planned she's from uh yeah, it's like fighting a, with my family, with my family yeah yeah it only happens every so nice to years. see her again yeah and i thought she was really good in that movie yeah so hopefully she's good so in we know this too. we know she can act will poulter is also in this movie and he oh was the most menacing piece of shit in Detroit, but you really got to see how good he can act. Yeah. Hello. Now, Hello. everything looks super overexposed in this, but I'm sure it's a, like a style. Like, yeah. there's a reason behind it. Yeah, I like that though. It almost adds like an eerie feel in like the opposite way instead of darkness and everything. Like, this is very bright. Mm-hmm. But it almost adds like a fog to it. But it's creepy because it looks like everything is like too happy almost. Like yeah. the bright colors and everything like that. Right. Oh, you see some weird cult shit going down here. Yeah, some like deformed people. You see they're like carving up a body. You're gonna love it. It's really tough. You can do like a keyhole, all those people screaming. What's going on? This movie's <laughs> yeah. gonna be a head fuck. Yeah, this movie, I have no idea what the hell's going on. There's a few things. Now, you said carving up a body, they're carving up a bear. 
Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, because I, I actually like scrubbed through a lot of this stuff because... I wanted to catch all the imagery because it flashes yeah, by pretty quick. It this. does. So there's there's actually a part like in there where I think there's probably some sort of like ritual aspect oh, yeah. to this movie and it looks like someone is like jumping off of a cliff, which is fucking crazy. I can't tell that's this is, like a dream sequence or not, but someone's like jumping off of like a cliff type thing. Yeah. They, they show a lot of things with like people... It looks like cutting their wrists and like bleeding onto these runes and shit like that. Like, yeah, this has to be like a weird cult thing. And they say at the beginning, this is like a festival that happens once every, I think they say 90 years. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, this is a great trailer because trailer, it doesn't tell you anything about it. And aesthetically, it's the complete opposite of hereditary. Yeah. Cause hereditary is like all like a lot of night stuff and it's really dark and it's, it's a lot of like blues and greens. And this is a lot of like yellows and it, and it's very vibrant and like you said with like it's oversaturation i feel like that almost adds the same kind of creepy effect to it in the in the total opposite way because like in the, in the sense that like when you have everything like shrouded in in the shadows and in darker tones and stuff it's kind of hard to see certain things the oversaturation on this almost adds like this kind of like dream like effect where like you're looking at this and i'm like what's real yeah, you know, like it almost adds like a glow behind everybody, and adds like a, kind of like a fogginess ar- around them, just from like it's like too bright. Like when you're in like a dark room for too long, and then when you go outside and like your eyes have to adjust, that's kind of how it looks. Not in a bad way. I don't know. It it's there's something unsettling about yeah about it. Like, yeah, it is very unsettling. This is actually the first trailer. There's a second one that's out now, and the second one gives you. A little more? A little more, but not much. It, it kind of just gives you a little bit more about who your main characters are and why they're here. Got and you. it literally just seemed like the, all the bros wanted to go do this. And then like the guy's like girlfriend or ex-girlfriend was having like a hard time. So he invited her with her. And that's Florence Pugh's character. And, Got you. and I guess, and it seems like she went, gets here and she's like, let's get the fuck out of here. And he's like, yeah, no, no, no we're it. like, we're, we're like, we're, we're here. It's like a nine day thing. And yeah. obviously that's not going to be good babe i don't want to leave i heard weezer's playing all of pinkerton (laughs) it's gonna be a really rad festival it's like it's not that kind of festival dude people are cutting themselves there's a weird deformed elephant man looking broad oh so guar's here yeah guar's here (laughs) oh i didn't know guar was in this movie i'm definitely going oh shit also i have a feeling this might be a gore fest oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah there's a few things here like there's a guy holding like this big mallet at one point, and I, I'm really like, oh my god! If he He's kills, if dudes. he kills someone with that or something, yeah. like that's gonna be gnarly. Another thing that I noticed, there's a lot of POV shots in this. Yeah, there's like five, and I'm wondering if at points during this movie, because it seems like there's also like a little bit of a drug aspect to it, where like, yeah, there's a part where a guy's like inhaling the smoke or whatever, and people seem very like sedated. Yeah, I wonder if there's parts where like maybe the main character is under like drugs and like it's like almost like first person at times because i can go through this and find like five scenes where people are just staring directly into the camera or talking directly into the camera so it would make you believe that and you know what there's something really unsettling about that shot too because it's like the same thing with like a poster like that and that's why a lot of like movie posters nobody's really looking dead on they're all looking off to the side or like up to the up to the corners down in the corners whatever because that's that's those moments when you're like their eyes are following me like mm-hmm. no matter where you move it looks like they're staring straight at you and it's because they're looking straight down the camera so like i feel like that's going to build that uncomfortability and put people in like a really uneasy place and like this i think this movie's really gonna like 
it's gonna fuck with people yeah this is gonna be another one where people are gonna be like i'm gonna have nightmares for weeks now. yeah well so, i was like i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to it too people were saying after they saw hereditary like the scariest movie blah, blah, you know and yeah. like i've definitely seen scarier movies than hereditary but fewer movies got under my skin the way hereditary did and i really hope that this does the same I've actually like I'm really not that big of a fan of like horror, but horror that's done right the way that Ari Aster did Hereditary. That's the stuff that I really like, you know, because it's intriguing storytelling. And yeah. And again, like it's there's actual artistry behind it and not just ooh big noise, spooky noise, you know, like yeah. like this is stuff that like is going to like burn into your brain and make you think about it. Yeah, it's smart horror. Yeah, I feel like he can have his own genre called smart horror. Same thing with Jordan Peele. Like they could all be lumped together. It's smart horror. Yeah. Like it's, it, it's more than just somebody's chasing me with a knife or it's more than just it's dead quiet. And then you hear a door slam like the, cheap scares. Yeah. This is going to if this is going to be scary or if you're going to be scared, it's going to be because the way they build tension, the atmosphere. And it's going to I feel like it's going to be a lot of the more cinematic aspects that they take to it. What scares you in those movies like Get Out, Us, Hereditary, it's not just the story. It's not just the acting. It's the feel that they create with the lighting, with the cinematography. Like, yeah. it's directorial vision, which you don't get in a lot of these horror movies. I think with, with these movies that you're talking about, too, like, people go to be scared, but that's almost like they market them as horror movies, and they are horror movies, but the horror, in a sense, is almost just the vessel to get you into the theater, and then once you're there, then you experience, like, what the movie's actually about, you know what I mean? Because, yeah. like... Us and Get Out were much more like social commentaries. I think a lot of people saw the trailers for Hereditary and they just expected it to be like jump scares and like really paranormal. And then it's like very more like cerebral and just like sitting there and feeling like crap while watching it and stuff like that. Yeah. Take me for a ride, baby. Yeah. I, I I trust. I mean, he's only done like one thing that I know of, but I feel good in his hands. Yeah. That I'm going to feel terrible watching this movie. <laughs> like I said, I, I thought Hereditary was one of the best shot films last year so yeah it wasn't something where it's like oh wow like let's see if he can do it again like i have full faith like i i know while watching that movie i was like wow this guy has the chops like this guy is gonna kill it in his career i just hope he doesn't get pigeonholed to like just doing cult related stuff because this feels very culty and then mm -hmm. we saw what happened in hereditary that's very culty too you want to know something weird about this what the festival that this is based on is a real festival i knew that oh you didn't know that yeah okay yeah. I, I didn't know that then i mean i, I don't like, know the, i don't know the full aspects of what they do in that festival i hope it's not this <laughs> but yeah I, someone I, should stop that festival yeah really it's it, apparently it's based on is it like, like pagan or something it's pagan and then like yeah. also like norse gods and shit like that yeah yeah but yeah no it's it's weird. I, I read that and I was like, that makes this even more unsettling. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome, though. Well, yeah. let, let's get out of this trailer park. I'm getting the creeps. But yeah, we are talking bright burn. Right. Bright burn. Sticking on the sticking on the horror theme, because, you know, when this movie came out or when the trailers came out, we were kind of like, oh, it looks like it's going to be like a horror movie. And then we see the movie. And guess what? It is a horror movie. Yeah. I, I mean, think the way that this was marketed, yes, as a horror movie, but the promise basically was like, what if Superman came to Earth and he was bad? Yeah. What if? Yeah. What What if? And granted, that's kind of a simple premise. Yeah. But it's a cool idea. And I think in a sense, it's almost an original idea because how else were you going to see like an evil Superman rated R with like, you know, this amount yeah. of like, I feel like this is the only way that that was ever going to happen. Right, because they weren't DC wasn't gonna make that movie. Although in the comics, I 
they did do a story like that where Superman comes to Earth, but he lands in like Soviet Russia. So he's bad. I think it's called like Red Red Sun or some something something along those lines. I'm not super familiar with the DC comics, so mm-hmm. sorry everybody. But there is there is something already in the comic books that is like if Superman came here and was not necessarily evil, but just on the wrong team. Yeah. Like he's not like rogue on his own evil. That's kind of like what this is. This kid is finding out he has powers and is just like, well, it's a good thing I'm a sociopath because (laughs) I'm using them. I'm using them how I want to. Yeah. You know, that was a cool concept. I know we talked about it. And like I said, I don't think you could make it any other way because DC wasn't going to do it. DC is yeah. just getting their footing with like, we just put out Shazam. Like, it's a good time. And should, now let's have yeah. this kid destroy everything. No, that wasn't yeah, going right. to happen. And I mean, we said it when we did the trailer park for this. But like, you got James Gunn producing it. You got Mark Gunn and Brian Gunn writing it. And I mean, with Guardians of the Galaxy, they're kind of pushing the boundaries of what you can do in the superhero genre. Yeah. So... I think that was pretty cool. Like, I mean, I, I had faith in them. Like, oh man, they they know what they're doing. They've yeah. done things before. They know how to work with this genre. David Yaroslavsky, who's the director on this, he really hasn't directed much. Yeah, I was putting more faith in the writers just because they've worked in the genre. Right, but the actually, gun, the Gun family's got the most clout. Yaroslavsky though was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, who was he? Was I mean, Taserface. No, he's oh. he's 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 listed as a uh, goth ravager. So he's got to be oh, okay. yeah, like he's an he's an extra in the movie. But I actually didn't know that Yaroslavsky was like like guns. had a working relationship already with the guns or if they're friends or whatever. So huh. I thought that was cool. Yeah, that's nice. Nice little connection. Mm-hmm. The cast on here is pretty pretty small and pretty modest. I would say Elizabeth Banks is definitely the I guess the draw. Yeah, I, uh, I'd say she's probably number one on that call sheet. Yeah, she plays Tori Breyer. She's the mom. Yep. David Denman plays Kyle Breyer. Roy. Yeah, Roy from The Office. Fuck him. <laughs> and uh, Jackson A. Dunn, he's the main character. He plays Brandon Breyer. Fun fact. Yeah. Elizabeth Banks and David Denman, they got a connection. Oh, yeah? Power Rangers. <laughs> oh. Cool. I completely forgot that Elizabeth Banks was Rita Repulsa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then uh, David Denman is Bland Dad 4 or something like that. Cool. <laughs> he's perfect. He's the Red Ranger's dad in that movie, yeah. Got you. But yeah, no, we were looking forward to this. Uh, yeah. We went a big group of us to the theater. Me, you, both my brothers, and then Liv went with us as well. Yeah, it's the most people I've been to a theater with in a long time. Yeah. I'm usually going by myself. <laughs> yeah, it's either that or like just me and you. Yeah. I wanted to say this because I said I was going to say it. We were in the theater, and Liv com- <laughs> committed movie sin in the oh, theater. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like we 40 minutes can, in. can beverage and it was like 40 minutes into the movie and then you just hear i loved it we, we all started I, I dying it was really funny i chuckled <laughs> i can't falter for a sneaky snack no yeah I can't that was i was dying at that though i thought that, I, I couldn't help myself i just started laughing <laughs> yeah i think i think uh all five of us got a good good giggle out of it yeah so where do you want to start with this i i mean i've already talked about the concept i think it's a cool concept yeah I, I think that was obviously the biggest sell on it. Honestly, after seeing it, kind of wish that wasn't the way they pitched it to audiences. I understand why they sold it like that and why the trailer showed that. Storytelling wise, I wish that was a reveal. Okay. You have probably like my last note. Oh, wow. But it's like my biggest note. Yeah. It relates to that though. Okay. Yeah. I think that the, I think the concept is great. I think the journey to get through that yeah. isn't. They, I don't think they made the best decisions. No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, start, starting off the movies 
fine. You you establish your couple, the mom and dad, and how they can't have a kid and all that. I think Elizabeth, honestly, I think both of the parents. I, I know you don't love Roy or the guy who plays Roy. I just whatever. don't like Roy. Yeah, you don't like the character. <laughs> they were great. Yeah, they are. I, their performance is really good, and you really feel for them in this movie, and you really understand especially the mom's desperation to have a child. Mm-hmm. So more power to them. I think I think that they did the best with what they had in front of them. Yeah, one of my notes is basically just Elizabeth Banks and David Demon. They play parents very well. And, and they're a believable and they're, and they're couple. Believable couple. And the family dynamic of this movie, I, I enjoy it. I like that a lot. Yeah, I, I think that was very well written and well well acted in, in terms of just their relationships now some of their decisions as the movie progresses kind of fall fall down hill fast yeah but that's kind of how it goes first act of this movie i'm on board it it feels really good there's nothing really rocking my world in the negative side like nothing blowing me away but like i'm watching it and i'm invested yeah at least for the first half of the movie but definitely the first act i was i was definitely all in i was i was intrigued definitely agree with what you said about the trailer though they definitely kind of revealed to you a little too much in the trailer for sure because you if you saw the trailer you're waiting for things to happen yeah and they released and i was an idiot for watching it, but they released an entire clip that's integral to the movie really i didn't i didn't watch it what clip was it the the eyeball scene really that entire diner Dude, sequence the trailer shows you 97 percent of the kills in this movie yeah i'd say there's only two kills that the trailer doesn't show you. And granted, it doesn't show you 100% of that of the kills that it shows you, but it shows you who's getting killed. Yeah. Almost every single one of them. There's literally two. Two that it doesn't show you. I yeah, you might be right. I have to I'd have to go and look, but yeah, I it shows you when he hits the cop and he's like is your son home or whatever, like I'm coming in and she's like no, don't. Shows you that in the trailer. Shows you him dropping the truck in the trailer. Oh, does he show him drop, dropping the truck? I didn't know yep. that. Show, shows you him lasering the freezer door and killing the, the waitress. Yeah. That's that's already too many. And he kills the woman cop, right? But I, I don't know if that's... I don't I don't think that's in the trailer. Okay. Yeah. So you got me there. You that's probably it. that's probably honestly the like least impactful, I guess, out of all the kills. Like Yeah, because it's a character you've known for two seconds. Y- yeah. It's I just mean, an extra person to kill at that yeah. point. Yeah. The uh yeah the the trailer I think we may have been like wow this is a cool trailer when it, when it came out but after seeing the movie you're like the trailer fucking sucked they showed you everything they showed you everything yeah yeah like it really honestly you kind of get the whole story out of the trailer yeah the end beginning to end mm-hmm. it's an act it's act one act two act three all in a two minute chunk yeah you know we've been going through some positives and stuff but this relates to it i think one of my biggest negatives on the movie is that this movie basically sets you on like a predictable path yeah. throughout the movie and it never strays from being super predictable yeah like it doesn't give you any surprises really because if you saw the trailers you were led to believe one thing and then you get that thing but where you would assume that maybe something would happen in the third act that would like a twist or like changed motivations or something or or a resolve or even something that is just like a payoff at the end you don't get it it's what the trailer promises you it gives you but it almost gives you too much of it yeah because it's just literally like here's the movie here's the concept it's it's an it's yeah come see it's an hour and 30 of only that yeah it's kind (laughs) of disappointing i mean they do expand on those on those kills that you do see in the trailer but then at that point it's just like all right well the kill's not a surprise so now it's literally just you're there for the gore of it. 
Yeah. And this movie has some gore. The gore is actually really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They uh they definitely paid attention to that detail. Because when they dropped that truck, woof. Oh yeah. Oh, it, dude. So so we had said it during our trailer park of it, like, this has to be rated R. Like hopefully this is rated R. Yeah. And then Oh, they went for R. And then they went for R. Yeah. Like the diner scene though, they released that clip the day that we released that episode. And because we have magic powers, we do. I shouldn't have watched it though, because when I watched it at home, I actually like watched it on like a nice TV and stuff. And I was like, oh shit, like, like this is gnarly. Like, I was like actually wincing at like the part when she's like picking the glass oh, out of wincing. her eye. I was wincing in the theater. I was like, no, yeah, eye stuff. That's yeah, that's it's, gnarly it's really brutal. At. She, I mean, glass gets in her eye and she's like pulling it, pulling out. it out of her eye. And then, and then, but then when she pulls it out, all the blood just like shoots on the floor. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's really it's gross. gross. And the sound that it makes, it's like squish. Yeah, it doesn't but, sound just like that. But but then, like from that point on, they're basically like, yeah, this is a rated R movie, people, and like we're going all in because yeah. then there's a kill after that with a car, and holy oh, shit, it's brutal. <laughs> yeah, I like that. And if a movie. If the only thing it has going for it is its gore, then it's probably not a good movie. Yeah. And I wouldn't say that this is that's all this movie has going for it. I think gore when used effectively is actually a really great tool because it heightens the stakes. Yeah. And like, you know, it definitely keeps the you know, if if things are making you uncomfortable watching them and you're wincing and stuff, you don't want those things to happen because you're you don't want to see it. And then you know what I mean? Like yeah. when things are bad or about to happen, you're like, oh fuck. The tension, no, don't do it. Yeah, because yeah. you know how far this movie's gonna go. Yeah. So now that you've established that, and I think, what was it? There was a movie that we were talking about that was like, oh, when we were talking about Pet Cemetery, mm-hmm. like early on it establishes like, ooh, look at the gore with like the guy with his like brains out of his skull and stuff. And you're like, okay, mm-hmm. that really sets a tone. And then it abandons it immediately and everything else gets like really clean. Yeah. This is just like, guess what? Gore. And you're like, whoa, that really sets a tone. And it's like, guess what? More gore. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, it goes it goes pretty hard on it. It goes really hard on that's it. That's not a complaint. Although there is <laughs> there is one one kill that had you laughing in the theater. Yeah, I was was it was it that loud? Was I, I like out loud? <laughs> I think I was out loud. I know there was another point where I was out loud there was, laughing during a dream sequence. Yeah, me there was two times where me and you actually laughed. I the the kill that you're talking about though, I I was laughing at that like I, in my head kind of like smiling but then you start laughing and then i kind of laughed a little yeah, bit too. opened it up yeah yeah he uh so the kills that you don't see in the trailer are he kills his parents yeah maybe that's the biggest twist is that he actually kills the mom yeah that's probably the biggest because you would suspect that that wouldn't happen because mm-hmm. they have the closest bond and everything yeah and their relationship you know she's like his last supporter or whatever like all the way to the end until she's like no i gotta kill him but the way he kills his dad. <laughs> so ridiculous. It is insane. So we watch this kid laser eye through a steel door, right? Mm-hmm. And he does that fairly quick. His dad takes some hunting, quote unquote. Like, but it's really like he's just a, a sick dog. It's really just a setup, though, because he's like, I need to kill this kid. So I'm going to tell him, like, yeah, because at this point, the dad's already figured out, like, oh, he's killed tons of people like he at this point he already killed his uncle like in the truck he's already like killed that mom and stuff because there's he's leaving like a calling card his little logo or whatever the, yeah bb the bb which it's is funny. his initials yeah it's his, judging by the trailer i guess the one thing that like was a little bit of a surprise and it's so like that this isn't anything to be proud of but i was yeah. just like oh bb brightburn but then it actually stands for brendan Byer. yeah or briar the yeah it's called brightburn because it takes place in brightburns yeah that's in town. a town yeah yeah but he, the dad already knows and the kid's been acting out and like 
he like already like put the dad through a wall and everything. So enough is enough. So he goes <laughs> to put a put a bullet in the back of his head. Guess what? Pating doesn't do shit. Now the kid's just upset. <laughs> he laser eyes through his dad's skull, like from eye to like his eyes lasered into his dad's eyes. Yeah. And it's just burning through his skull. And the dad's just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> in, like, in like the most over the top horror movie kill kind of way. Yeah. It takes a long time for the lasers to burn through his skull and then shoot out the back of his head. Yeah. Are you telling me that a human skull is more dense and stronger than like a steel steel door? door? Yeah. Literally, it should have just been like. (laughs) (laughs) Right through. Yeah. Nope. Took him. Took him like three minutes. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Ow! 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 I have a boo boo. (laughs) Yeah, that was that was super over the top. Super. I. Yeah, I chuckled at that. I was just like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that that was kind of ridiculous. Not not in that good way, like in that John Wick way, where I was like laughing because I'm like, oh, that's so gnarly. But it just like, what the fuck are you doing right now? Yeah, <laughs> it's so campy. Which I mean, maybe that's part of it too, is like the campiness, because like they're the guns are very self aware. I know you you can see that in a lot of their writing and a lot of. Yeah. Like the stuff that they do. So maybe that was intentional. I mean, it had to have been. The whole movie, yeah. Here, here's the thing. I think for them, they probably came up with the idea of like, it'd be really fun. Fun yeah. being the keyword. Fun and like cool to do this movie where it's a horror movie, Superman. We can't call him Superman, but Superman comes down from Earth as a kid. Yeah. And he goes bad and he just kills everybody. And they're like, yeah, that would be cool. And I think they made this movie for themselves. Yeah, like I honestly, I honestly believe they didn't make that. it for me. <laughs> no, and one thing that is really impressive, what I know we normally say this for the end, but I just it's one of my points. What do you think the budget is on this movie? Ooh, I bet you it's low. I bet you, you it's. What? I bet you what's like average for like a lot of these movies. What did they spend on like the first John Wick? I bet you it's around that. First John Wick was twenty million. Oh, I bet you it's less than that. Wait, I would say fifteen. This was six. Six? Yeah. And and you know what? Hey, they did a good job that's, stretching that budget then. That's I'll give them props. That's what I was gonna say. Like I know where they didn't spend it on the fucking baby in the ba- dream sequence. No, they didn't. But I was gonna say <laughs> was a five dollar baby. It was. I mean you died at that because it, it's clearly just like a Barbie. Like I mean like, it's like look sour its cat. Eyes light up red and it's like one of those like if you go to like a spirit Halloween store, it's a Cabbage Patch Kid, <laughs> dude. It's like they sell like those zombie babies at the spirit Halloween store, and like their like head spins around and stuff like that. It looked like one of those, yeah, just like an animatronic Halloween decoration. Mm-hmm. They're like make his eyes light up red, <laughs> and you can see that it's plastic. Yeah, you can. That's what we were like. We left the theater, and you just went. It was so plastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's so obviously a doll. But other than that, like the movie's pretty good looking. Like a lot of like the like the CG scenes and stuff look really good they really worked they, they, the shit out of their budget yeah they stretch that because i can think there's a lot there's some scenes where the kids flying there's there's scenes where the kids destroying like the house some of the kills are a little elaborate and stuff like that yeah. like there's definitely parts where you're like oh there's money behind this and then you find out that they got every penny's worth of their money out for the most part like it would be know. easy for them to make their money back oh yeah spend fucking anything in terms of like making a wide released film that's nothing yeah that's really that's indie movie money right yeah there so i mean I think good, like good on that because the room costs that much to make it really the room costs five million i think yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, and that I mean, was all just Tommy, Tommy, Tommy Wiseau, or whoever was giving the money, because there's yeah. a lot of talks about that. But the, yeah, I mean, they, they the movie's pretty good looking, like CGI, all that stuff. There's yeah, nothing that's re- impressive, honestly. Other than the baby doll that you're talking about, there wasn't really <laughs> that anything was, that I was like, that was rough. Yeah, there wasn't really anything that I was like, oh, that looks bad. Like, um, there was one thing that stood out to me when when he's killing the lady cop, and you see him in the background, like coming up through the floor with her body and down and up and down, and like Elizabeth Banks is under the bed and everything. Yeah. That looked like a video game. Yeah. I I didn't like the way that that looked like seeing his body, like flying fast up and down like that did not look good to me. Like that showed their budget. If anything, besides the baby, but, but but everything else like with him, like looked good. Like the way that like he like fast zoomed towards people and stuff. Yeah. In the freezer. Like that looked fine. That looked good. I thought the truck scene looked really good. Yeah, that looked good, dude. I bet you that was a lot of practical because you can't see anybody in the truck when they drop it. I bet you they actually like craned up a truck and dropped it. Yeah. And then just, you know, shot in the guy. You mm-hmm. know? When his fucking jaw hits the steering wheel, we were all <laughs> like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And then like, it's just hanging off. You know, you know how there's kind of like the scene from The Dark Knight when Two-Face rolls over and you see how his face is all fucked yeah. up? Think of that times like a hundred. Think of Be- that all over his face. Yeah, because like his jaw's like coming off. He's actually holding his jaw to his face because it's just like yeah. dangling. It's gnarly it's looking. I mean, we've talked about all like the visuals and the gore and stuff like that. You want to get a little bit more into like the actual plot of this or the writing on it? Sure. Because I think- we have to. Yeah, we have to. Yeah. You had mentioned the way that things happen in this movie being a little bit more impactful and going against what the trailer kind of pitched to you or not having the trailer show you certain things. Yeah. I think this movie could have been reconstructed in a different way and it would have been much better. Yeah. I I don't think you would have had to change much either. No, not really. The revealed with like him finding the spaceship and like that alien aspect of that. I feel like that's something we should have built to. Yeah. Like, what is this voice in his head that he's hearing? Why is he attracted to the barn? Okay, now we're in the... What's in the barn? What's under there? Oh, it's a spaceship. Why is there a spaceship? Oh, he's an alien. Like, Mm -hmm. let's build up to that. Like, maybe you can show that he has those powers, but not understand why, and then leave the alien aspect of it. That be a reveal. Yeah. If you had to show in the trailer that he has powers, like, I don't know, there's just... Something about the way that we're fed information like just felt sloppy. Like it felt like we got the ending before we got the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's like here's the ending. Now here's the beginning. <laughs> now here's the middle of like his story. Yeah, you know they. This is my idea, and let me let me see what you think of this. Start the movie off, but don't show the ship crashing. Right. Start the movie off with the mom and dad either talking or like probably just talking about like they want to have they a kid. Want have they a want to have a kid. Yeah. Maybe at that point you can say, you know, we've been trying to have the kid for a while. Maybe that, maybe, maybe you say that later when they're talking to the kid, like, you know, like it was really hard to like conceive you. We were trying to have you for a really long time. It was like a miracle type thing. Yeah. But don't show the ship crash, show the parents. Then you can like cut forward. They kind of show you like video camera clips of the kid. Yeah. You can still do that. But then like basically fast bas- forward to when he's in school now. Yeah. Fast forward to them. But then you but then basically you establish I feel like it's a little bit more impactful. You're led to believe that they finally had the kid like yeah. that Elizabeth Banks character was actually got pregnant. And then when she he had starts acting out, it's just like he's going through puberty, like things are changing, like he's a kid. Yeah. Not he's an alien. But then like when the kid starts, you know, like there's the one scene where he's literally just chewing on a fork. Like, yeah, when weird things like that start happening, happening, it gives you more of a surprise. Yeah, it make gives you more questions, and when things happen, you're gonna be more like intrigued and shocked. 
And also, I feel like if you did it that way, I know that people have been saying that this is a strong point of the movie, but like, I never really felt like the desperation for the parents to have the kid because it happens almost immediately. Mm, and I think yeah. I think that was intentional. And I know some people were like, oh, well, you know, like the, you can tell how much like the mom like really wanted to have a kid and this and that. But like, I just wish that they actually set it up more or mm. showed it more. That didn't bother me so much because I did feel that desperation, especially from Elizabeth Banks's performance. Like I really felt for her even more so than the dad. But like I really felt for her because even in like the way she's defending him and the way that she talks about him and talks to him and everything like you really feel that maternal protector from her. You do. I just feel like for the viewer, you would have been more invested if they maybe you saw they, more of the they, struggle. Yeah, if you saw more of the struggle and then you saw the kid more like like because basically once you show a spaceship in the first couple minutes, you're like, OK, the kid's weird. They brought him in type thing. Yeah. I think if you were if you played it off like he was a normal kid at first, it would make the you know the audience be like, you know, what's going on? Is this a possession movie? Is this you know like what's going on? With See, I this wish kid? they played more into that too. Like, I wish that was a twist of it. And I think I said when we were leaving, like, so we know he's an alien because we know that even from the trailer. Like, they show a fucking spaceship crash in the trailer. Yeah. So we know that much. But what starts triggering him is like he's like having like that scene where he's like having like a seizure in his bed and everything like that was really tense and like that was just like oh shit like what's happening and in that moment i was just like oh maybe he's not truly bad but he's being controlled from comms coming through on the spaceship it's kind of what it sounds like because there's some (laughs) and he's like talking in tongues oh that was that was an eye roll yeah. Well, you know what? That, take the world. Yeah, that's oh. literally. Like, yep. yep. Take, take, take the world. Take the world. <laughs> I was like, huh? I will take the world <laughs> out to dinner. Ooh. Take the world to the movies. <laughs> but but yeah, like you, I feel like they could have done something where they kind of swerved our expectation and made it almost like a possession thing. Like, yes, he is an alien, but that's not why he's evil. This almost feels like oh, I'm an alien, I'm from another world, so I'm better than these people. The spaceship made me realize it, so now I'm going to be bad. Like, what if it was a thing where they were controlling him, kind of, because of that connection, and then he could realize, because he he says, he's like, I want to be good, but we never see him try to be Be good. good. You don't, yeah. So do you want to be good? Like, there's no moments where you see him be a decent kid. I feel like that's something that they could have done, like established before he goes crazy and starts like breaking girls' hands and creeping into their rooms and stuff. Show him being good. Show him being sweet and innocent. But you don't ever get that. He's just a sociopath the entire time. I don't know. I feel like there's something else you could have done there where you could have pulled some more like emotion out of everybody by having him be a good kid and then you see him be a bad kid. Yeah. But he's just a shit the whole time. Yeah, he's he's a scumbag the entire movie, basically. Yeah. He's he, And there's no motivation for his character. No. There's no motivation for his character. And there really he, isn't he much. He got picked to... on once. Yeah, he got picked on once. There's really no development to his character either, other than he's bad and then he gets more bad. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, I find I found the writing very weak on this. Yeah. And I think, again, I think they wanted to make something for themselves and they were just like, we're going to have fun with this, but you got to give me more than that. Yeah, this almost feels like they were writing a one-off comic series. Here's an idea. Let's use this character in this way. It'll be disposable. It's not going to build to like future stories and it's not going to, it's just a one-off isolated story. It almost feels like a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, yeah. Like it would have just been better as a, even like a 40-minute 
Twilight Zone episode. Mm-hmm. That being said, this movie is very short, so I'll give them credit for that. It they did short. not make us sit around for too long. I, I have in my notes, that, you know, it doesn't overstay its welcome. I feel, I feel like I would uh, say it flies by. Yeah, no, I, it doesn't overstay its welcome. And I, I think it, you know, if, if you're in the theater and you're and literally all you want was, I just want to see this kid run house. I want to see superpowers. Yeah. I want, you know, I want to see what the trailer told me it was going to give me. I think you'll be happy. I think it delivers yeah. on that promise. I just wish that it did more because I feel like this could have been really good. Yeah, there's a lot of choices that they could have made to really subvert our expectations. And they didn't. They just... Like you said, they just gave us exactly what they said they were gonna give us. Yeah, and it like no I said, twists, no, no surprises. Turns. Yeah, even even at the end, like we're talking about like emotional payoff with like the uh, the parents and stuff like that, or like making you feel the impact of like they really want to have this kid, and now they're gonna have to, you know, like now now their kid is evil, you know, he's a piece of shit. The part when Elizabeth Banks pulls out the the whatever it is, the piece of alien metal or whatever that she's yeah. gonna stab him with, she pulls it out. I'm like. Oh shit! Like she's gonna, she's gonna get like that they're, they're, been, they're gonna kill him. Like and, and that that's and that's cool. like that's like a big moment for that character. What an emotional really scene you would have seen. seen. If and then literally she had to grieve from murdering her own son. Yeah, and then literally he turns around, he grabs her, throw, brings her up to the sky, and drops her. And oh then, well, dude, the way she's like, oh, I'm gonna kill him. She's like, like a cartoon, like got her arm fully extended all the way above her head, like she's gonna bring it down. Like yeah, it's gonna take her forever to get there. You already know he has super speed. He could fly all this stuff. And he's way stronger than you. Why would you do that? Why yeah. don't you start all the way up in, in the most <laughs> obvious stance? Like, I'm coming to kill you. Like, old school, like... Slasher film. Yeah, like... Yeah. Like, <laughs> Psycho. <laughs> yeah, like, you know what you do while you hug him? You got the blade, and you reach around, and you stab him in the neck. And you pull it out, and then as he's like, what? My mom stabbed me in the neck? You cut his fucking throat. It sounds like you thought about this. <laughs> yeah. That's all I wanted to do the whole movie. Yeah, but no, they... I get it. It's like maybe it's hard for you, but like, I don't know. It, it, I don't know. That seemed kind of cartoony and campy too. Like, especially once he goes full bore, I'm a bad guy, it gets really campy, which I almost feel like had to be a decision that they made. It's not by accident. I feel like that's what they were going for, almost in like a Sam Raimi kind of way. Mm-hmm. Like a drag me to hell, like an evil dead type thing. Yeah, I could see that. So, you know, maybe it's my own fault for not expecting that. So that's why it kind of put me off because I do like that. I was like, I love like the way Sam Raimi does horror and doesn't take it too seriously. And those over the top moments, like they don't really take you out of it because you're just like, fuck, like I'm just watching a really fun horror movie. So I think maybe now going to see it a second time, I might enjoy it more knowing what it is. But going in blind yeah. and expecting what we were kind of expecting from the trailer like i mean we got what we were told but i didn't realize it was going to be as only that <laughs> yeah exactly i think i was looking for more than what they were selling me and yeah. maybe that is my fault i don't know but yeah it, it just didn't do what i wanted it to do i think that the mom killing the son maybe in the grand scheme of things that's not all that surprising yeah, I feel like when the, you're watching the movie and it's leading up to that, it's not like that seems like the logical conclusion to it. So maybe that's why they just didn't do that. And they're like, oh, we're now we're subverting your expectations. But like yeah. the movie went like the same way the whole time that by the end when like the movie just ends with nothing being resolved. It's just the same thing throughout the whole time. 
I think that's almost worse than being a little predictable because yeah. I like I felt no there's no I, arc I felt no no arc no payoff like I just felt like I was like okay I watched I literally like it's almost like I watched a fighter like I, yeah. I I watched nothing other than just like gore for like an hour and a half and then during the, as the credits are playing it's like news clips and they're like oh there's this this being is like destroying an office building in Brightburn Kentucky or wherever it is it's playing to a rap song too which is very strange yeah I think I'm old. Because I don't understand Billie Eilish. That's who that is. I had to look it up because I'm like, what the fuck song is this? <laughs> it's so bad. It's really stupid. And I'm like, what is this? And I looked it up. And then I, I saw like what she is and her whole shtick. I don't know what and this her is. Music. Oh, I'll show you it when we're done recording this. It's stupid. Is it's it? It's really dumb. Okay. I hate it. I'm like, <laughs> this is what kids are listening to? I'm old. I don't get it anymore. I don't. I'm, am I out of, I guess I'm out of touch if I don't like that and that's what's super popular, but I don't understand the appeal. Yeah. I don't understand the appeal. It's like. I thought tonally wise, just playing a rap song after the movie, the way it ended, it seemed very like weird. It seemed like they were yeah. trying to be hip. Yeah. We were like. sitting there like, what? Yeah. That's the end of the movie? <laughs> yeah. That's kind of, that's kind of what I did. Like at, at that last shot of the movie, I was like, this is the end? That's it? That's the whole movie? I was just like, Okay. Yeah, I guess we'll leave. It's also like weird because they they set it up multiple times like he's gonna get killed and you're like oh here it comes here it comes and then it doesn't because like he Are drops. We to his... assume he just destroys the world. Yeah, I guess that's the I guess that's the thing. No it's, one can stop him. It's weird though. It's like if he's gonna destroy the world, he probably could fly into space like laser the Earth and destroy it with how powerful he is. But it seems which like is he... a picture that he draws. Yeah, but it seems like he's like uh, gonna like just go like one person at a time because he's like I'm, I'm gonna cars cause a car crash i'm gonna blow up a plane like this and you know because yeah. like, there's a scene after he drops his mom like a plane's coming towards him and then just yeah, cuts and, and he's he's fine yeah <laughs> it, it cuts and then it comes back to like basically the credits but then it's like the uh the news is like oh there was a carrier plane crash over brightburn and everybody died and it killed the it killed the residents of this house except for this young boy and he's just sitting there eating a cookie feeling all prideful yeah and cut to black the end uh, yeah i i felt i definitely i truly feel like they made this movie like this is what they wanted to do like we were saying they promised it in the trailers and that's i feel like that's all they wanted to do i feel like they they made it for themselves on a low budget they wanted to have fun with it and they just ran with the concept but well, like, good for them i guess i guess but like Glad you guys had fun <laughs> i i don't know i i that's really what i think happened because i i can't believe that they would like see the movie and not be like, this is something we could do here. This is something we like. There's so many opportunities for a scene to explain something like, what is the ship doing? Like, why did the ship make him seizure? Like, there's yeah. so many unanswered things that they could have explained. Was there something communicating to him or is it in his head? Like, yeah, I don't what's know. Going on? Why does it glow just because he's close to it? And how come it doesn't glow in other times? Like, how come he couldn't break the lock off of the thing? The like, first time when he, when he went he's doing he's shaking it? the shit out of it. Yeah, like, I don't know. It, it's, it's really weird. Like, what if, the, like, whatever alien race is communicating to him, making him do the things, then you wouldn't feel like, then you probably wouldn't hate the kid as much. Why is, if the alien race is communicating to him and they're, like, take over the world, why is he the one who has to do it? Yeah, or maybe they're communicating with him or something and, like, they don't want him to be evil or something like that. Maybe at the end of the movie, someone from his race comes back. I don't know, like... It brings him home I'm, or something like that. Yeah. So was he sent there to destroy the world? Maybe that's a thing. And then the aliens were just like, we just have to wait until he hits puberty. Maybe. Until he falls in love with a girl. <laughs> like, and then we will turn him on and then be like, okay, now that you're ready. Like, that's a long, that's a real long con. If you're aliens with that type of technology, why not just 
go down and destroy the world anyways what's the point of destroying the world if you are that like the Truman show (laughs) i don't just watching them yeah i don't get it i don't get this movie yeah like i said i think the motivation there's no motivation yeah conceptually i think it's a cool idea yeah that's where it ends yeah that's that's really where it ends i had fun watching points of this movie like like you said i was on board at the beginning about halfway through i realized i wasn't getting more than what I was shown in the trailer and then I just kind of accepted it and just watched the rest of it This feels like a movie that we would have made with our friends, but on a lower budget. Like this is just something they're like, Hey, like I got this cool idea. Like I, I used to do, um, I actually made a trilogy of horror movies and it's basically the same thing. Like when you're young and you're just like, I got a video camera and five friends and we're going to make a movie. And it's just like, I have a basic idea. That's kind of cool. Let's just film off of that. And there's no real story. It's all just like the the concept was what if a vacuum cleaner became sentient and started killing people? You actually showed me these. Yeah. They're fucking awesome. (laughs) Not not to toot my own horn, but they're kind of masterpieces. It's called uh, uh, the first one is Curse of the Blood Creature. And the next one, I think, was Revenge of the Blood Creature. Or it might have just been Return of the Blood Creature. Then the last one was Revenge of the Blood Creature, Appliances of Doom. (laughs) <laughs> because basically he can possess other other replies. appliances now because he's been like zombified like we've already killed the blood creature and a mad scientist brings him back to life but like it's all just done on the fly and yeah. it's all and it's all just a stupid idea and it's just like this would be ridiculous right then we could have a microwave kill somebody like you trap their head in it you have a lawnmower kill somebody like it's just like we had weird ideas for ways you can kill people with appliances and we loosely created a story around it. That's how this feels. Mm-hmm. They had some cool, they had like, wouldn't it be cool if Superman was evil and he's just a shit kid killing people? Yeah. And wouldn't it be cool if he kills them like this, 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 and this? Yeah, that's awesome. Write a movie around those kills. Yep. Write a movie around that. I think you just uh, you just summed up the, the basically the whole movie. Well, that's great and all. How did the critics sum up this movie? What is the tomato tomato? The critics are scoring this movie at a 58%. Rotten. Rotten. Got you. The audience is scoring this movie at 69%. Nice. nice. <laughs> uh, like I said, budget on that, $6 million. Pretty impressive. Box office, they tripled their budget already. Of course. $18 million, though. Not I was, a lot. I, not a lot. It's been a week. I was kind of surprised. Maybe it's because Aladdin. They came out at the same time as Aladdin. They're competing right now with Aladdin, John Wick, and Avengers. Yeah. Maybe that's why. Heavy competition. But I, w- I was surprised. I thought it would make more than $18 million on opening weekend. But hey, you only spent six on it, so it's still successful. Yep. Even though it's not as much money as a studio would want their movie to make, it's they didn't lose money on it, so you can't really be mad at them. Yeah. No. So... It- that they'll probably make more stuff like this, like these one-off stories where they just want to have fun because it's like, they could just go to a studio and be like, listen, we know it's not brilliant. We know it's not going to make you a billion dollars, but it's not going to cost you anything. Just give us a couple million dollars. We're going to make a good enough movie and you'll get a good return on it. Yeah. Low budget horror can be very lucrative. <laughs> yeah. Cause you could just make shit movies and still make money. Cause people like the scares and people like that stuff. As long as you got a cool concept, you'll get people in the seats mm-hmm. and you'll make your money back. Yeah. So good for them. I'm going tomato. I'm going tomato as well. I think it's a little high for you, their score. You think 69 high? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Letter grade. I'm going with a D, which I think is a D might be like around like a 65, 65. 66. 67. Yeah. It's not a total fail. I liked the gore in it. I, I mean, we did get what we were told we were going to get. I think 
conceptually it was cool and i think the performances were good like from the parents mostly yeah um nobody else really stood out to me Eliz- I, I did Elizabeth like Moss is really good i like beaver yeah yeah you liked I, him i liked him i'm going tomato as well yeah and i've been thinking about this i'm gonna go d plus okay i was teetering between a c minus and a d plus i just Got don't him. think i can give it a c minus i yeah it has too many, you know, like, too many flaws. Ryan really enjoyed this movie, but I think, but I think that was the funniest thing because we were leaving. We were all just kind of like, "What'd you think?" And Ryan was like, "I really liked it," and Liv was like, "Really? I hated it." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh no, they're gonna break it up right now." <laughs> Not with me here. Come on, man. Save it for when we get home. Yeah, no. I, but you know what? I think I think Ryan went into the movie with the mentality of the trailer showed me it's gonna be this thing. That's what I want to see. Yeah. And I think I think if that's all you want. You're gonna be happy with it, and I think they deliver on their promise. It's just yeah. I wanted more from that. We're snobby assholes now because we have a <laughs> you know movie review podcast. Yeah, so we think that we're real critics. <laughs> <laughs> we have no weight at all to throw around, but we're just like, yeah, I really under delivered on my expectations. <laughs> it's like fuck you, dudes. <laughs> You're no dudes. You're doing this on a futon. But yeah, I I mean in general though, like I don't like action movies just because I don't like turning my brain off and just watch. Like I want to have something that I can hold on to after the fact. Like, yeah, I'm not going to come back to watch three scenes where a little kid shoots lasers through his eyes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was entertaining to see once. I don't need to see this again. Yeah. I don't think I would rewatch. Yeah. I probably wouldn't either. I'm definitely not going to buy it. I'm not spending more money on this. Yeah. I'm definitely not going to buy this movie. (laughs) Even if it comes in a fucking steel book, I don't care. Ooh, steel books. You know how I love those. I Ryan, know you like them. They do nothing for me. It's just a cover. Ryan, literally, when I was walking up the stairs just now, he was like, did you know Us is coming out in a couple weeks? I was like, yeah. Like, I saw yeah. it. And they, I was like, I am getting that the first day it comes out. Then Ryan looks at me, he points, steel book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a fan. It does. That's not a selling factor for me. I like the Target exclusives because you get like the picture books of like behind the scenes stuff. That, that's I know that's at least for like the Marvel ones. Yeah. But, but yeah. I, I, hey, if they have some cool kind of like exclusives, I would totally buy us as soon as it comes out. You know what was cool? Like, come with a pair of scissors? Ooh. That'd be dangerous. <laughs> I don't think they could do that. Come with a jumpsuit. <laughs> that'd, be a, that'd be a pretty big box for a DVD. I, I, uh, when Alien Covenant came out, Walmart had an exclusive where if you bought it from Walmart, they gave you like, like a, baggy ass like nighttime shirt unless you're super fat but <laughs> but, but baggy, that's cool but t-shirt and it was and it's it basically just it says just alien on it yeah sometimes it, walmart's got the dope shit they yeah ha- they had the john wick two pack and it comes with one of the the gold the coins. coins yeah i saw that's that. really cool that i cool. almost bought it just for that yeah didn't mind spending the extra money but yeah man i i, don't know, I like the steel book also i just i get lots of like credit and like points to, like at best buy so i'm oh, usually okay. just like so I'm, i go i shop at best discount. buy so much that i'm just gonna go there anyway they don't do it for me i don't really uh don't really shop at shop at best buy too much don't really shop in a lot of places too much though mostly an online guy mm-hmm. i'm the person killing retail <laughs> so sorry about that everybody who's not gonna have a job in five years because it's a dying industry Shots fired. <laughs> Shots fired. Close brick and mortar. Open up a website. And speaking of websites and things that happen on the internet, we got social media. We got all that stuff. I want you guys to go ahead and find us. We're also working on our own website, trying to get some more reviews. Hey, by the time this episode comes out, maybe we'll have it up and going. So this is old news. I think that's the goal. The goal, yeah, the goal is we want to get our own website up there, one-stop shopping where you can just find us. You can, you know, grab some, grab some cool t-shirts. We still got those out there. 
You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that noise. We're going to write up some reviews for movies that maybe we don't want to do an episode on, like Ma. Yeah. yeah. Not doing that. I think that's that's the goal mainly of the website. I mean, I guess the real goal is to get a better host for our podcast. Yeah, that too. we We want more features for ourselves just to see who's listening to us, but... You can obviously still listen to us on Spotify, iTunes. I mean, iTunes reviews are huge for us. If you can drop yeah. us an iTunes review, that would be awesome. We're pushing towards a uh, two hundred four star or better. But why? Not? If you're already giving four stars, just make it five. five. Exactly. So we're gonna call it two hundred five star reviews. You know, the sooner we can get that, the better. We we're trying to get like official like critic status on Rotten Tomatoes, so that way we're we are kind of set apart from the regular jagoffs <laughs> who leave stupid comments like "Can't wait to see it." Five stars. That doesn't help anybody. Like, yeah. We're gonna be part of that tomato right now. When we review, we're in the tomato score. We're trying to get to the tomato score. We're we trying to get trying. legit. We usually talk about different things we can do, cool ideas. We want to bring you more quality content, not just more, more shit, con- more yeah. shit, but more quality. We, you know, we're thinking I about- hope this is quality. I, I, think I have is. a good time. I have a good time too. I hope you guys are having a good time. But yeah, I mean, that's that's the whole goal. And the website, I mean, you'll be able to find all the episodes there. But also, there will be a written review section. If there's something we don't get time to do an actual episode on, yeah, we'll we'll start writing reviews a little bit. You know, um, we'll try not to be too far up our own asses. <laughs> yeah. It'll be weird because we're like a two dudes review, like we review together. But how do we write a written review together? Maybe we do like uh, each movie, like we each have a blurb about it, like a Sky section, a Colin section. That'd be cool. Yeah, we could even add our tomato tomatoes at the end on there too. Like make it kind of like an extension of the podcast. But then that way you get a couple different formats because, you know, maybe you need something to read. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we don't get to do an episode on a movie that you want to go check out, but for some reason you value our opinions. <laughs> you dumbass. <laughs> what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Just kidding. We love you. And that's why you're going to leave us a five star review right fucking now. <laughs> I will come over there. I'll slap the shit out of you. I will shoot lasers out of my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) So dumb. (laughs) Super over the top. And on that note, suck it, losers.